and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Liza, Tony, and Adam. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. How is everyone tonight? All right. Well, that doesn't sound excited, especially since we have a special guest tonight. So our special guest is Casey Woolley from the Beers and Ears podcast. Yes. Hello, everyone. How you doing? Hey. Hey. hey that is correct. Beers and ears. You got it right, Chris. That's right. Okay. I have a question so, about the oh. beers and ears, real quick. Yes. If I may, Please. is do you uh, mention a different beer every episode? Not yet. That is actually when we um, get out of this horrible lockdown that we're in. One of the ideas we're tossing around is to feature a new local uh, beer every episode. Uh, so we just haven't really gotten to that part yet. But uh, that is that is in the works. That is something we are, we're, we're tossing around. Okay. Do you drink beer while you podcast? Yeah, beer, different drinks. It just depends. Sometimes Matt will have a mixed drink. Sometimes I'll have a mixed drink. I had some Mountain Dew and apple vodka in my class the other day. It was Sounds pretty disgusting. good. No, it was really good. It was Diet Mountain Dew, Diet Mountain Dew. But Oh, well, there you go. That's like health. That That's like better than yeah. a smoothie made with kale so. and beets. The idea behind it is is just, you know, we've known each other for, for three years, and he, he said, we want to start a podcast. It's like six months ago. I'm like, well, I know tons of podcast people, and I've been listening to Disney Podcast for years, yours included, and I was like, let's do it, and then we'd and the, the day that we chose to record was like a week before everything went into lockdown. So talk about a perfect time to start a podcast because everyone's listening and has stuff time on their hand, you know? That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was kind of interesting that, you know, like, like you said, you started when the lockdown started, I thought, Oh, well, that's kind of great timing for you guys. Yeah. And it's, it's a fun, it's different. You know, there, there is no shortage of Disney podcasts out there. Let's no. be honest. Um, Disney parks podcast, especially. So we, we took a different take. We're so a little bit about us. We both worked at the Disney store. I still do. And so we have a lot of Disney knowledge and uh, we said, well, why don't we put that knowledge to good use? Uh, and so we cover not just parks, we cover movies, we cover music. We just actually recorded an episode last night about Disney off Broadway, uh, Disney like Broadway junior shows that are happening here in Illinois. And we had a guest that we interviewed. So we have a fun Disney trivia challenge we do once a month where we try to trick one another with 10 questions and see who wins. So we have a lot of fun. It's, it's a fun podcast, still new, still growing, but you know, definitely different than what's out there. Well, that's good to hear. That is really good to hear tonight. We're going to talk about solo trips and we thought that would be kind of a fun topic, especially since we're all dreaming about not being around other people right now. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but I've been in the house with four other people and, uh, you know, I could, I could use a break. But um, we thought we talk about solo trips. A lot of people are afraid to take them, but they can actually be a lot of fun. And I know that Adam has done them and I have done them and you, Casey, have done them and Liza right. to a certain extent, um, but not Tony because Tony doesn't get to go alone, right? Uh Oh, no, but see, I have a special thing called Tony gets to go to the parks alone while his girls and wife hang out by the pool. Oh. So it's the best part of a solo trip because my family is with me, but I get to go to the parks alone, especially when it's Star Wars related and they want nothing to do with it. <laughs> see, I actually think that's the best. I think the best is when you do have people there, but you get like a four or five hour break mm -hmm. because 
it can be hard staying in a room. So, you know, with everyone, um, especially when you're used to having a normal size house to kind of live in, and then all of a sudden you're in 400 square feet. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about what, what would be a reason that you would do a solo trip? Casey, why have you done a solo trip? So my solo trip started when I asked my fiance, Nate, I, I said one day, I said, would you down to Walt Disney World by myself? Because because I, you know, I'm a Disney nerd like everybody on this podcast and who's listening. He likes Disney, but it's not his it's not always his favorite. And by that point, we had done several trips together. We had done friend trips. He's like, no, babe take the trip. If you could get your vacation in and I don't have to be there, I'm cool with that. So I was like, awesome. And it was, it was a summer trip. I think I went in, I think it was August. So it was hot, but it was one of those trips where I promised myself I was going to do what I wanted to do. I wasn't going to plan a whole lot. I was going to plan some special stuff, but uh, you know, other than that, it was, it was a, I'm going to take a relaxing trip. You know, I want to check out some cast member exclusive stuff, but I also want to check out, I just want to walk down main street and sit in adventure land and watch people eat a, a citrus, citrus swirl, you know? So I think for me, it's taking a solo trip is you're not, it's not the go, go, go of a family trip. If that makes sense. No, it's, I think it's true. But and you didn't have anyone to meet up with while you were down there, right? Actually, funny, no. So we didn't have anyone planned to meet up, but I actually knew a fellow listener who listens to this podcast, Hope, who was also down there at exactly the same time. So I put it in the in the group. I had said, hey, anybody going to be down there at this time? She answered. So we ended up meeting up at our both of our favorite attractions, Splash Mountain. And then we ended up, and we'll probably talk about this later, but we ended up booking the fireworks dessert party for Happily Ever oh, After because wow. it was brand new. So we both went to that. And so it was completely were internet friends. She happened to live in Illinois at the time, like I do. And we just met up down there for four hours and it was a blast. And and she's living in Orlando now. So now you have a friend down there exactly. anytime you go. See, that's the best too, is like, like for me, I can go down there alone anytime I want. Like say, you know, there've been times when I've had to go for work related things. Maybe I wanted to do a ship tour and I, I went down overnight and went to the port and did that but I've got Mandy and I've got Jason and Reg and I've got other folks that I can hang out with. And that is the mm -hmm. best because I'm not real good with being alone. I'll be perfectly honest, like four or five hours. I need some people. I need to eat with someone, that kind of thing. So now Liza, you kind of have done an, a solo trip. Not really, but kind of you, you ran into me. So, <laughs> well, I've gone down for training or like when we were going down to check something out and it was, it's a totally different experience whenever you're there without kids and, or it's just you and one other adult, or I've been kind of solo because, um, there's been times I've had a later flight and I've been out and about by myself for, you know, four or five hours. And it's definitely a different experience completely. Yeah, it is. But you get to do anything you want to do, even if what you want to do is just sit on a bench and people watch and eat a Mickey bar, you know? You know yeah, you know, I find that other uh, adults that are, are with their families kind of look at you like, wow, huh, that looks nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, they totally do. I mean, how many times have you done that? Like, I'll be in the parks and I'll see, like, when my kids were little, because kids in the parks when they're little, it's a lot more work. There's a lot of happiness. I'm not going to say there isn't. But 
there's just a ton of extra work. There's diapers and bottles and, and fits. And the fits are just my part. But so, I mean, I'm kidding. So, I mean, <laughs> sorry, like I just threw that in. Um, no, so, I mean, it can, get, it can get a little crazy. And I've definitely looked at like, you know, younger folks who don't have kids or older retirees. They're having the best time. Um, okay. And Tony, what, like when you're solo for those four or five hours, what do you like to do? Uh, a lot of people watching. Yes. Uh, I usually pound as many Mickey bars as I can. <laughs> you pound, you uh, live it so dangerously. I do. Live large. Right. And uh, I, I try to get in a, a couple of rides. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm not a big thrill ride guy. Like, I'll go on Big Thunder Mountain, but I'm not going on it alone. I'm going on it as the fourth person in our party yeah. to fill out a car. And um, and that's because they kind of want you to go, right? Because I'm I'm a little bit like you. I don't. I did not know this about you, by the way. I didn't. We've been to the parks at least. We went on one work trip together, and I didn't know that. Where were you? I, I was there. I was just very quiet. <laughs> And we didn't go. We didn't go on any like big rides. Did we not go on big rides for that trip? Okay, no. that's what it was. Yeah, because I just assumed you were like a roller coaster guy. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm getting there. Okay. Um, you know, for for the longest time, it was well, you go, honey. I'll watch the kids. Uh, and then it was well, you take the one that wants to go on the ride, and I'll watch the kid. And then one day, both of them decided they wanted to go on. It was like, well, I guess I have to go on now. So yeah, so now I go on. But you know, if I'm alone, I just want to walk around. And and I did that. Uh, before our cruise in January, the day I tried to get on Rise of the Resistance and failed. Yeah, that's uh, the day I was living vicariously through you. I was like, you need to go. Right. You know, I got there first thing in the morning. I was all alone, you know, waiting to to book my uh, my my boarding group and, you know, just all these families around me. And I was the one guy who didn't have anyone to talk to. Um, but, you know, I just took it all in because it was my first time in Galaxy's Edge. I, I walked around a lot. I, I tried a little blue milk. Um, I talk to a couple people. I'll just I'll just start randomly talking to strangers because I'm that weird guy that does that. You know, I, I try to have fun uh, because I know that if I was there with the family, they you know I'd be dragging them through it. If they don't really want to go, I don't really want them to be there. You know, like they want to go and see it, but they don't. You know, they're not going to hang out in Galaxy's Edge for eight hours like no. I can. Right. So. Eight hours, really? Yeah. Oh, I could do. You could do it eight, eight hours there easily. That would be like two times I would go and eat it. Oh, no. No, there's plenty to do there. There's so much to do. All the girls usually are in bed by 10, 1030 at night. So I'll shoot over to Disney Springs. You know, mm -hmm. we usually have a rental vehicle. I'll jump in the van, drive to Disney Springs, ha hang out there until 12, 1230, 1 o'clock. Party. You know, eating more Mickey bars. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, head back to the room and get up at 6. Okay, I just have to throw something in here. If you know Tony... You know that Tony has the goofiest sense of humor. So the fact that Tony gets wild by eating Mickey bars is, I know this is how it is, but every time he mentions it, it's a little shocking to me. I don't know. I guess I just expect you, you know, a little doing something a little crazier, but okay, go ahead. That's, you know, that's the highlight of my life. Mickey bars. <laughs> Mickey bars. How, how many, how many do you have in your freezer at home right now, Tony? <laughs> uh, I will not eat those. Those, no. those are a pale imitation. They really are. I'm not going to lie. Although they're good. Hey, they, they, they do. They work in the moment when you've not been there for several months, though. Yeah, they do. They do. But our, our local Target is out of them and they've been out of them for a while. So they're, see, they're he expensive knows. At Target, too. They're expensive yeah. at Target. I found them at Meyer. I think uh, I got a box of six for like five bucks. It was it was really oh, cool. Meyer's wow. a local store up here. Yeah. 
It's funny because um, my kid got, my youngest one got bit by the neighbor dog who's an idiot and he had to get stitches. And one of the neighbors who knows I love Disney um, and who likes to harass me all the time because our politics are very different, but he's, he's a sweetheart, um, brought my kid those Mickey bars. (laughs) And we were all like, yeah, these are okay. (laughs) We we really were like, wow, that was like the nicest, the nicest gesture. And I I think our oldest kid ate all of them. But um, anyway, those, those are great. There are expensive, surprisingly. They are. All right. So we're getting distracted, but you know, Casey, you've listened to the show before, so you know, that's how we operate. Um, Distractions are the best part of the podcast. Come on. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I think for me, like I said, a lot of times I will go down for work and I don't get a free hotel room, despite what people might think. None of us do. And so when I go down, I, I tend to stay really cheap. I mean, like as cheap as possible. My idea of an upgrade is I do go to pop sometimes because especially with the gondola, I love it. Where do you guys like to stay on a solo trip? Do you think, and I think Adam's going to have a very interesting take on this, by the way, but do you think that um, you want to go higher end, lower end? I'm going to start with Adam because I always like Adam's hotel choices. (laughs) I think you got to treat yourself, right? So if you are, if you're spending this kind of money to get down there and, you know, you're by yourself, you're in theory, you know, doing the vacation you want to do, um, I would, and I have, you know, spent the extra money to stay in the deluxe and stay in a hotel. Do you not feel guilty though, taking up that whole room by yourself? No, 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 (laughs) because it's my money. (laughs) What do you do with the extra queen bed or do you just get the, I should know because I usually book your rooms, but I mean, do you get the king or do you just throw your clothes on the queen, the extra I, one? I had a king in Grand Flow and that was nice. Uh, yes. At Polly, I've had two queens. So then I just use the other bed to throw my, uh, my bags, plural, on. Magic bands. Yeah, everything. Magic shoes. bands. Yeah. And and then I take those pillows. So you end up having like eight, eight or ten pillows, whatever it is. Excessive, yes. And it's great. Uh, I I'd also, uh, if if you don't want to spend that much money, Grand Destino Tower is wonderful. Mm-hmm. In the morning, they have in the downstairs where the bar is, they do like a coffee bar set up in the morning. So you could do mm-hmm. espresso and pastries and such. And that's really nice. And you can bring it up to your room if you want, or you could eat it down, down in that lobby or take <coughs> it outside in the back patio. It's There's options to to do because i'm like you know i if i'm solo i'm usually not um at least the last couple trips i've tried not to wake up real early and get to parks i try right. to you know enjoy the the time there and sleep in a little bit so if i want to eat something in the hotel they want to have options and i feel like grand testino or you know, like wilderness lodge has like low uh, closer uh, places for you to enjoy breakfast and that sort of thing. I think you're right about Grandestino. To me, that's, if I have a car, which I, I normally do if I'm, I'm going down there for the work thing because I have to go to different places, but um, Grandestino to me is perfect because you have the parking lot right out front, easy to get around, got pretty good food there, like you said, and the rooms are really nice. The rooms feel like a splurge. I won't pay full price for that room, but if I can get a discount, I would stay there. So what about you, Liza? You know, I like Pop Century, but if I have the money and the budget for it, I would rather stay at Beach Club. 
Yeah. Because Beach Club, I can walk to Epcot so easy. That's really the park that I'd want to be at most of the time, probably. Uh, that's my park. Plus, um, Studios isn't very far. You can ride the boat there. I like that. I like that the boardwalk's right over there, that I can walk around to the boardwalk. I love that. Um, because I love that area. Yeah. And as a solo traveler, there's so many um, options for you as far as getting around or just sitting down and hanging out and people watching right there. The pool's great. I love the pool. Well, uh, and that's a good point because if you're a solo traveler, you might not be in the parks as much as if you're with your family or your spouse or whatever. And so you might, you know, spend more time at the resort. So that makes sense. What about you, Casey? See, I'm, I think the opposite of probably what Adam is. I'm uh go for the value resort kind of person. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was down there, I stayed at All-Star Sports. I think it was the best value. And, and my philosophy on that is kind of twofold. Number one, um, like you just said, you're not necessarily going to be at the parks as much. So part of that is you might resort hop. You might go and check out the resorts anyway. So you get to have those same that same experience of, oh, I'm going to go check out Grand Floridian for three hours and walk around, check the gift shop out, maybe have, you know, lunch at the Grand you know Floridian Cafe or something, right? Um, I know when I was there, I uh, I purposely went over to Port Orleans um, French Quarter because I wanted to get some beignets, you know? Uh, but the, the second reason behind that is, is the money that I save there, I can put towards an experience that I might not do with my family. So, you know, for example, I splurged and got a haircut on Main Street USA because I always wanted to try the barbershop there, you know, and it wasn't expensive. I think it was 40 bucks or something like that for a men's haircut, which, you know, double what I normally pay have gone with like a moderate or a, a deluxe resort, I may not have been able to do that. Or, you know, like I said, the fireworks party, which was, you know, a hundred dollar investment or $90, whatever it was at the time. So I think for me, you know, it's really just a place to sleep. I love the pool at the all-stars. I think you get access to all three of the resorts that are there. And then of course the, I have an affinity for all-star sports. So I particularly like, food court at all-star sports i think it's a great food court you know i'm a simple guy so uh you know when i you know i i enjoy the the, the smaller things that when i'm there but i when i'm in the parks i can splurge so for me i think it's 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 go value resort all the way and then use that extra money for experiences and or souvenirs so okay so you like the food court so you're a burger fry guy i'm a burger fry they they They've got some other stuff. It's not just burger fries. I mean, they've got, you know, the, they the chicken They give a salad parmesan. and a pizza. <laughs> There's, you know what? Nothing beats the pizza at the All-Star Resorts late uh, at night at 11 o'clock. Well, if you're <laughs> really tired and hungry, I get that. And I'm a value yes. resort kind of girl, so I'm right there with you with the saving the money because I'm always on a budget. Yeah. My fantasy trip, though, if I was going to fantasize about where I could stay, it would definitely be always be the Beach Club because I love that location. But for me, it's pop over All-Stars. But I've stayed in All-Star Sports probably a lot of times. I yeah, we've stayed there a lot. If money was no object, it would be Grand Floridian for me. I, I have always it? wanted to stay Grand Floridian. But, you know, money is an object for me, unfortunately. But I, I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's it, my fantasy trip would be Grand Flow, 100%. 
I think it's tough because, you know, like I've, I've done the Grand Floridian a few times on my own dime and, you know, like not using DVC or something. And I'll tell you, I, I loved it, but it, it felt like a lot of money to be spending just to sleep somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, on the other hand, it's a beautiful resort. The pools are fantastic. The food is great. The location's amazing. I mean, if I could afford it, I'd stay there or, or contemporary every time. Yeah, Disney's so. smart for not letting other people go use the pool and pool hop because I'm going to tell you, I'd yeah, be at the pools. beach pool every day. Yeah, yeah, that one's a tough one. I I was going to say that, I like you, I, I actually have done that. I have actually been the person walking through Pop Century to my car in a fancy dress because I was going to Victorian Alberts. So I'm, (laughs) I'm apps. And that was a solo trip. I had gone down to meet up with some friend of mine, friends of mine for gay days. And all of us were going, there's like 10 of us. We all went to Victorian Alberts, which is, you know, like a huge splurge. And again, I wouldn't necessarily have done that with my husband there. Cause you know, that's like a $500 night, but, um, but yeah, it was great. But I remember looking at my reflection in the window as I walked by one of the rooms and thinking, you're so fancy. <laughs> you know, you're, <laughs> you're like going to, you know, Victorian Alberts, but you're staying at your, you know, value. But again, if you do, do that. Do you ever get the opposite of that when you're maybe in your not so fancy clothes and you're walking through a deluxe resort and you feel like I don't belong here? Have you ever felt no, that before? I <laughs> never feel that way. To me. It doesn't feel the same. Like it's the opposite. You feel it when you're dressed up at all-star sports and you've got like a heel on and you're walking to the car you feel different. But if you're okay. like an athletic gear and walking toward like through Grand Floridian, I feel like it doesn't, it's not drawing attention. You're drawing attention when you're fancy pants at the all-stars. Well, and I think also you, you kind of get so much foot traffic at the, at the monorail resort anyway, yeah. that you're not necessarily sure who's staying there and who isn't. I will say people tend to dress a little different who are staying there. You have the, I call them the Lily Pulitzer moms, but I wear <laughs> Lily no matter what. I mean, like when it gets hot, I wear Lily for four months straight because I have been buying it for years and they never wear out. So that's my uniform. I am a Lily Pulitzer kind of person. So I dress like Johnny Cash, all black. <laughs> she does wear all black. Okay, let's talk about how we approach a park. And I'm going to go back to Tony, and I'm going to ask Tony, like, you're six hours. How do you how do you arrange that? How do you get the maximum amount of fun in during that short time you have alone? Uh, obviously, fast passes if they're available. Uh, I usually know which days, which parks I'm headed to. I don't know because I'm, I'm never in any rush to get on a ride. You know, I, I'm one of those guys who enjoys all the little weenies in the park. You know, I want to look at the windows on the, uh, you know, the sun, the, the, the scripting on the windows. I want to see the little, the little pluses that make something unique that the Imagineers have put in. Um, you know, I'm going to look at theming. I'm going to sit on a bench and just watch people walk. Uh, for me, it's it's the one time I get to experience the parks the way I want to, where I'm not really worried about rushing around with the family. Uh, I'm not really worried about getting to the next fast pass. You know, I can just go and sit and listen to the background music. You know, if there's a speaker over near a bench somewhere, uh, I can just listen to the to the land music uh, while I'm eating. 
you know, popcorn or a Mickey bar, probably. Um, a, a lot of my alone time does involve food. Uh, <laughs> but I, I know you're going to talk about dining uh, in a bit. So I will just, uh, you know, I make the most of my time by just enjoying the park in a way that I can enjoy it alone. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it really does. What about you, Casey? What What do you like to do when you're in the park alone? How do you approach it? Well, I think Tony made a lot of sense with what he said. You know, fast passes when you're able to do it. I mean, obviously, if you're staying on property, you got the 60-day window. I think one big advantage is if you're alone, you can take advantage of single rider lines if you want to ride something. So, you know, you know, I was able to ride Expedition Everest, you know, five times in a row that one trip. It was, you know, I was on five times in a half an hour. Uh, to Tony's point, though, I, I think that being the the Disney nut in the, you know, who who's in, into the legacy of Walt, I'm looking for those little things, you know. I want to find the statue of Roy and Minnie Mouse and sit down. Um, I was a selfie machine when I was there. I think I took more pictures when I was down there by myself than I do with my family, uh, which was just fun. It was just and then, of course, just taking pictures, you find new ways to, you know, take a picture of, of a landscape that you would normally walk by if you were with your family. Uh, to Tony's point, food's a big part of it. You know, I want to try this snack or that smells good. I enjoy people watching. Um, and I think you're also more prone to park hop when you're by yourself, too. You're not necessarily constrained to one park where if you've got a family or if you've got, you know, other people with you, you're probably going to spend the whole day in the park or a lot of times you are. Where if you're by yourself, you hey, I want to hit this ride and this ride, go get some food over here and maybe take a stroll. And then I'm going to go over to this resort or I'm going to go over to this this property or heck, I'm going to go back to my room and take a nap for a couple hours and then go back. You know, right. I've done that before, too. So I think. I think that's the beauty of going by yourself is you don't have to plan everything. It's your own time. It's your own dime. I like that. Your own time, your own dime. That's right. (laughs) Well, and I think, you know, if you're, if you're going with kids and Liza, you can probably speak to this. If you're going with kids, it's very different, you know, and not just like attending to their needs, but you know, like you have a daughter who wants to write. It's a small world 24 times in a row. Yeah. Hopefully she'll outgrow that. Well, um, I don't know. We'll see. She hasn't outgrown it yet. Yeah. She's talking I, about it. I'll never forget the first time. Because when I first started going back to Disney, you know, with kids, um, I was always with my family. And then, I don't know, it was, the twins were probably like 18 months old, maybe two. And um, I got like a couple hours by myself and I was practically skipping through the parks, you know. It was just the best feeling to have, to know that my family was close by. So I was going to be able to hang out with them again, but just having a little alone time. And like Tony said, you know, checking out little things that you normally wouldn't see. That's always, you know, I think really enjoyable. One thing that none of us do, but Adam does is go to a spa. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's my theme. (laughs) It's the ultimate solo experience. (laughs) Yeah, well, that is true. But it's not solo. You see, this is my issue with with back rubs from people you're paying. (laughs) They're being forced 
to rub you like a veal cow <laughs> and put oil on you or whatever they do. I've never had a professional massage because what? I don't know why that. No, never. And I don't think I ever will because I'm like, I don't want this poor person. I mean, I know it's their job and they get paid for it, but I feel guilty. They like, want- okay, do I have to rub your back now? Do I have no. to go do the dishes? I don't know. What's the quid pro quo here? There's got to be something. Will you get your feed done? You know, even that, I'm like, you can stop with the rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> Just paint those feet. Just paint those toes. Uh, that's something, there's something there with that, and I'll, uh, it just makes me nervous. I, I just feel like I'm going to, one of them's going to go, okay, now the dishes are back there, and you need to go wash them, because I just gave you a back rub. I don't you know. Need my, you need my back next. <laughs> I know. They're going to ask me for a back rub. I'd be like, I'm not comfortable yeah. with this. I don't Tell know. Me. It's just weird. Well, if okay. you don't like it, that's fine. That's more back rub for me. It is more back rubs for you because there's like a finite amount of back rubs in the world. And if I take one, someone else isn't going to get one. That's actually kind of true. Although I'm pretty sure there's a lot of places to get back back rubs, you know, near me because I keep seeing all these places with like neon lights that say massage. All right, let's clean it up and send it back over to Adam. Adam, tell us about how much you love going to spas. Well, I mean, you're, you're in there alone and uh not really well i mean you're so with the I'm just gonna keep interrupting you you're not alone adam there are people there <laughs> yeah but, adam there's but, somebody in there but on but honestly like if you're so if you're on a trip with your family right you either i mean you so you either two of you go you and your husband could go and you either do a, a couple's thing or you uh, or you stay it separate. And then what do you do with the kids? Get me a bucket right now because I do yeah. not want a couple. I want a couple's massage more, less than I want a regular mm-hmm. massage. So so then you do yep, separate. So, so then you're doing separate. So, you know, you're paying, you know, twice the price because you're both Wait, is it, it twice as much money for a couple? Wait. Yeah. Is a couple's massage like 50% off the second person? <laughs> no, no, it's 100% of the second person. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. You know what a couple's massage reminds me of? What? A guy with like a big beard from the 1970s. It's like something like people <laughs> in the 1970s would have done. Like, hey, I'm taking my lady to go get a couple's massage. <laughs> Like Harry Chess and medallions. Yes. Hello, my lady. You've been working really hard polishing my van. So they they play the Bee Gees in the background. More than a woman. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay, Adam. Go ahead. We'll stop. Yeah. So it's it if if you're with other people with a group a family and then you go. It's hard to just go on your own to do that for a couple hours. So that's why I think it's if you're on a solo trip and you're fine with it, then do it. I Don't you think it would be weird? You'd be like, hey, mom, uh, I need to go get a massage. Yeah, exactly. Like, What's wrong with you, Adam? Exactly. So when you're on your when you're doing your own thing, you can go on your own time. And and uh, I, I do not feel guilty because they are it's their job is they're getting paid for it's it. It's job. They got magic know? hands. I mean, they go to they go to school for this kind of thing. It's not like you know communist you Russia or something. It's so. <laughs> what? Liza and I could turn anything into like. <laughs> it's a yeah, good thing we never were in a classroom together. <laughs> I would just say I well a lot of times you know I would I've 
passed by the spas and just longingly looked inside like I wish I could go in there but I can't because I got two kids and a double stroller and I can't leave them in the outside of the spa like they need daycare in front of the spa like they need spa do you know what they have they okay they have the pirate experience they still got that yeah and so well they did I mean maybe they changed it it was the cutest thing ever it was two hours left from the Grand Floridian you could actually because I've done this I actually had a pedicure during while my kids were doing that oh that actually is a good idea so they you could drop them off they could do that you could go run and get your massage yeah but maybe they back they must they must still be I don't I don't recall I haven't had any client ask for it in a while but you know they also have that mermaid school have you heard of that so yeah yeah I heard about that I think that's at beach club though but I thought the parent had to be there like the whole time oh that's a bummer okay darn it kids ruin everything at Disney World yeah, <laughs> go alone. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Because if I left my kids with my mom, you know, and said I'm gonna go get a massage, and I would get the massage and come back, and I would be like relaxed until I saw her face and the frazzleness. <laughs> like, are you done yet with your relaxation? <laughs> do you, Do you know what though? That's why you need to have your vacation time with Adam. Because Adam would would watch your kids. He'd go give them pancakes, and he'd take them on a few rides. And by the time, you know, and then he'd try to start finding you. He'd be like, why aren't you answering your phone? It's like 12 hours later. Where did you go? (laughs) I think we did the next day. Next day. (laughs) I got my hair done, got a facial, pedicure. I'm ready to go. Yeah, we're dreaming here. This is great, actually. Okay, all right. Let's move on to food, because I think food is sort of, it's easy on the one hand, and it's complicated on the other. Who? Let me just go around. Who has had a sit-down meal by themselves at Disney World? Liza, have you done it? If I did, I would have probably wanted to have a briefcase and a newspaper to feel like I was an official business. Okay, and I have a story about that. (laughs) Casey, have you had a sit-down meal by yourself? Absolutely. I've done it in two different restaurants, actually. Where did you I, go? So I wanted to try. This was back when Tiffin's had been opened up Ooh. for, I think, a year. So I went to Tiffin's. Oh, and nice. um, that, I will tell you, was a phenomenal experience. You know, everyone's worried about the people are going to look at me while I'm by myself. And what are, I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Screw it. I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I. This is this is my time, and I. I ordered what I wanted to order off the menu. I ordered dessert. Uh, they had some kind of a banana, mm. a banana dessert with some with caramelized bananas. I couldn't. I can't tell you what it was, but they were so good that she ended up bringing me some additional caramelized bananas because they were so good. Yeah, she was phenomenal. Um, so I did Tiffins. That was one, and then a little bit lesser, probably of a fancy restaurant, was Liberty Tree tavern i love liberty tree tavern so much i know it's a family style kind of environment but (laughs) bring me the whole pot (laughs) but you know what it it was first of all i love that restaurant just because it gets you out of the heat and heat in the middle of august that is like a respite right there and we all know magic kingdom suffers from very few sit-down restaurants Mm -hmm. they don't have very you know so that casey that restaurant has um 
air conditioning because I feel like it shouldn't to go along with the. Uh, oh come on! You know, with the theme of <laughs> the terrible. of the American Revolution. Yeah, <laughs> just big blocks of ice, Adam. It's just ice sitting down and like somebody fanning it. Exactly. With a fan. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So I don't know if you've ever been out front uh during waiting for the three o'clock parade but if those doors open up you get a blast of cold air from right Mm -hmm. there so yeah they absolutely do so no that was that was my second one i'm trying to think the the one type of meal that i refuse to do when i'm by myself is a character meal i won't yeah that's just weird (laughs) hey goofy come take a picture with me it's just weird that is a tough one i yeah I, i have done breakfast at Grand Floridian Cafe many, many times and never felt uncomfortable. They usually give you like a little seat kind of in a corner, which is real comfortable. And, you know, like Liza said, I like to feel important. So I whip out my iPad that's got a little keyboard and do some work just so I don't feel like a total loser. Um, And the other, not that you're a loser for eating alone, but I think women in particular maybe feel more uncomfortable with it. Like people think, Oh, that poor woman. I bet she's got a cat hiding in her purse, too. You know, <laughs> I they, would if they'd let me. Yeah, me me too. We're on the same page with that. Um, but the other one I've gone to so many times, I started getting the same extremely tall, gorgeous waitress. And I think that's why I remember her, because she looked like a model. Um, I've had her at Ale and Compass so many. And you single guys, don't go rushing over there. But um, that would be Adam. Um I have had her as a server so many times I've started to feel like a weirdo, but they have a great lunch over there. And like, sometimes, you know, if I get to the park late or maybe I have something going on, then I go over there. I just, you know, go to yacht club, eat, and then maybe hit a park and then, and then leave. One of the benefits of, of being by yourself too, when it comes to dining is that you can change your plans up without really fear of not getting a reservation. I mean, I know I think I had four or five reservations set when I was down there and I'd look at my next day and go, eh, you know what? I don't want that one, but I could literally get anything on the menu with very few exceptions if I wanted to change it because there's just me. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Well, the thing is it's got to be a table for two, which is kind of a little hard, you know, hard to get, but it's a lot easier to get that than it's a table for four or six Mm -hmm. or whatever. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy doing that. Tony, have you done that before? I'm a quick service guy when I am solo. I oh. will not go to a sit-down restaurant. I had a bad experience on a work business trip in the late 90s oh, no. where I went, you know, I went to a chain restaurant and they sat me right in the middle of the floor. You know, I wanted a nice little booth to the side. No, I was a table yeah. in the middle. Like I felt everybody was looking at me. Uh, so I will not dine alone. I'm just happy to run over to Casey's and, and, you know, grab a hot dog and fries and eat while I walk. Well, and you know, it was harder back then too, because like nowadays you really can get lost in your phone. Everybody's got a phone with them. But I think, you know, back then, if you didn't have a book, you're just sitting there eating. So it's probably felt a little more awkward, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't personally have a problem with it. I think Casey's right. I wouldn't do character meals, but I don't really have a problem with it at kind of a more casual restaurant. So, okay. We're going to do one bonus question because we've covered pretty much everything. If you were on a solo trip and you could have lunch with anyone living past or present, whatever, in the parks, where would you eat and who would you eat with and why? I'm going to send it to Casey because he's our guest. 
Wow, that's a, uh, that's we a, love that's these. A fun question. So I am a huge, huge fan of the former VP of operations of of, of Walt Disney World, Lee Cockrell, mm. and I would love to sit down with him for a couple of hours to talk about his time at Walt Disney World, kind of bringing it to the level i mean he he's the one who's truly responsible for the 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 high expectations that we all have when we go down there it was really under his watch that that i mean don't get me wrong walt had a huge part of that but lee's the one who kind of brought it into the the 21st century he was there on 9-11 and he's the i don't know if you listened he's got his own podcast and i love it um so i would i would eat with him um i would do it um honestly i would do it in the heart of the magic kingdom um i would be at club 33 in the magic kingdom uh with him discussing over a couple of beers probably kind of his time uh in, in a really good dinner up there so that that would be my pick okay i like that a lot okay tony who would you have lunch with you know i could just throw out the uh, the standard answer of walt that everybody would, you know, expect. Of course. But I, I would do uh, lunch with Marty Sklar. Ooh. Uh, for those who don't know, Marty started out writing uh, for the Disneyland newspaper. Uh, started working for Disney just before the company opened and or before the park opened in '55. And I think he just died. What about a year ago? A year and a half ago? Uh, he was with the company for over 50 years. So he had a lot of involvement with Walt. He had a lot to do with uh, setting up the parks worldwide. Uh, he is a, a font of, of Disney knowledge. So I would uh, I would go with Marty. Okay. I like that a lot. Adam? I was going to go with Joe Rohde, but I feel like you, you can do that because you can, like he does things for events. So I'm going to go with somebody that you can't get. I think Tony Baxter. He's he's an old Imagineer. He still like kind of works for the company, but he doesn't really design anything anymore. And uh, he just did Splash Mountain. He worked on Indiana Jones out in out in Disneyland. He like led design on Disneyland Paris. He's a he's been with the company since '55. He like scooped ice cream on Main Street as his first job and i think he saw walt like in his first 10 years of working there or something when he was like younger so it'd have to be tony baxter i'd love to sit down talk with him about what you know what happened how he got how what made him think of things how did he deal with like michael eisner wanting to change stuff to the rides he wanted to make and uh i would i would love to do that in like the plaza and on disneyland or Coronation Cafe in Disneyland because that's where he worked and so he could probably point out certain things that are like still there from when he worked you know 50 years ago or whatever and, and that kind of stuff okay I like that that's fun Liza who would you pick well I was thinking about it and I think I would pick Harriet Burns she oh. was the first woman Imagineer and she was the person that built the first all the sets so that they they did the replicas of when they actually built it like so she did the disneyland castle before they built it she's the one that designed the actual model she actually is the one adam that put the feathers in the tiki birds so that's <laughs> really cool she, um yeah she did the all the sets for new orleans square so they did the design of new orleans square based on the model that she handmade 
and she helped design all of it. So I would want to eat with her. Club 33, if I can go to Disneyland, I would want to do Disneyland with her and walk around and talk about all the stuff she did. Okay, I like that. I would have lunch with Raleigh Crump. And if you don't know, Raleigh Crump is one of Walt's Imagineers. He designed the Haunted Mansion. He, the Tiki Room, which of course Adam loves. I'm not a huge fan of, but it would be wonderful, I think, to hear Raleigh's stories. And Raleigh is famous for being kind of a rascal. You know, he was, he was, he was kind of the Joe Rohde of the day. You know, he just had sort of like this free kind of, funny personality he was an artist and so I would have lunch with him and I'd probably have it at Lamplight Lounge and we'd have some lobster nachos and it would be super cool because if I was at Lamplight Lounge everyone would be like oh look at her she's having lunch with Raleigh Crump (laughs) so that's who I'd have lunch with Okay, well, that was a fun show. I want to thank Casey from the Beers and Ears podcast for joining us, and I'm going to turn it over to Tony to close out the show. Thanks, Chris. As always, I'd like to remind everyone that our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. Check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris connect you with the right agent for your travel needs. You can find us on Facebook in the group Mouse and More Podcast. We have our Twitter and Instagram accounts. On behalf of Chris, Liza, Adam, and our special guest, Casey, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank you.